It was passed from that womb straight into our DNA. And this is why womb healing work is ancestral work. It's intergenerational healing work. Today, this podcast is being recorded on Gumbanga land. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend our respect to any First Nation, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to remove the taboo around sex, periods and ethical non-monogamy in order to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships and lives. We'll also speak about all things nutrition, menstrual cycle, spirituality, mental health and the intersection of all of these topics. I'm your host, Jem Campbell. I'm a dietitian and nutritionist specializing in mental health, chronic migraine, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, ADHD, and autism. I'm also a sexologist with special interest in erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, sexual insecurity and shame, boundary setting, and consent. I'm also a menstrual cycle guide and menstrual blood witch. To work with me one-on-one, check out the links in the show notes. If you love the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so we can reach and empower as many sluts as possible. Before we get into the episode today, I would love to invite you into the realm of my signature online program, Blood Magic. Take my hand as I lead you into the realm of Blood Magic where you will discover how good it feels to be empowered by your period, where you will learn how to use your menstrual blood as spiritual medicine to fulfill your wildest primal desires and to connect deeply with your pussy and womb. You will learn how to activate and harness the power of your inner sacred slut and seductress. You will unpack the period shame and witch wounds that fester deep within your DNA passed down to you by your ancestors. Through a range of healing modalities and sacred rituals, you will unleash the wisdom of your womb and of your soul. For so long, you've been unknowingly bound, bound by the relentless shackles of shame. Come and journey with me as we shift negative stories and beliefs using healing modalities and practices such as dance and movement, singing, meditation, visualization, self-seduction, EFT tapping, journaling, and engaging and grounding activities. So if you're feeling disconnected from your menstrual cycle, having painful periods, anxious, burnt out, and overwhelmed from not living in sync with your natural hormonal rhythms, living with PMS, feeling stagnant and uninspired in your sex life, feeling insecure about the appearance of your vulva, struggling to process big emotions that surface during your bleed, battling with sexual shame from slut shaming or being socialized as a girl, or you're considering coming off hormonal birth control to connect more deeply to your menstrual cycle, this program is for you. Blood Magic is a transformational journey of menstrual cycle healing, brain reprogramming, pussy empowerment and self-discovery. It's a hybrid program offering both self-paced modules and group coaching via Zoom. 
After graduating, you'll be connected to an incredible community of humans, energetic and enthusiastic about life, deeply connected to your womb, cycle and menstrual blood, sexually liberated and horny, empowered by your period and having more pleasurable periods. Jump on the waitlist now to be the first to know when doors to enrollment open, securing yourself a spot in this magical program. You'll also get access to exclusive discounts on the program. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes. Show notes to each episode can be found by just scrolling down underneath the episode. Hello, welcome back to Blood Slut. Today on the podcast, I'm going to chat alone. I know it's been a while since I've done an episode by myself. It feels a little bit strange. I haven't actually recorded an episode in quite a while because I had like a massive backlog of episodes. So here I am. Um, I'm on the back end of a sinusy thing. So if I sound a bit strange, that is why. I'm going to chat about my journey today with my menstrual cycle and how I have developed such an intimate connection with both my menstrual cycle, my womb, my pussy and my menstrual blood. Because those topics all together, you know, when we think about pussy pleasure like masturbation, self-seduction, self-love, all of those things they can be kind of taboo to talk about, especially when we're talking about our sexual relationship with ourselves, and especially when we are AFABs, so affirmed females at birth. When we are socialized as girls, it's really common for us to feel sexual shame and shame around masturbation, shame around our menstrual cycle, shame around actually enjoying having a period even it might feel you know like we have to hate it and society tells us that it's supposed to be painful and we're supposed to it's supposed to be the enemy we might feel like oh I I kind of want to love this thing but I can't so there's like this weird like you're being pulled in both directions I think that's actually really common but I think that occurs more at a subconscious level. I don't think it's something that a lot of people are aware of and that's just because our lives are really busy. We are working, most of us, five to six day weeks. We are potentially doing shift work, really tired all the time, chronic stress, mental illness, disabilities, chronic health conditions, you know, the rental crisis is pretty stressful in Australia at the moment. There's a lot of fuck fuck shit happening in the world. It's difficult to find time sometimes to connect with yourself. And a lot of the time when we think of self-connection and we think of self-love and cultivating a close relationship to all parts of our being, we think of like oh, I'm just going to like do some mirror work. I'm going to sit in front of a mirror and I'm going to eye gaze with myself. And that's great. Like we should all be doing that. That's an amazing practice. But we don't typically prioritize connection to our menstrual cycle because it's a little bit more taboo than the other types of self-love and self-connection. And there's a lot of deep, 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 
patterning and programming in our DNA passed down to us by our ancestors who lived also many of them in a patriarchal society after matriarch where they were shamed so much more than us for bleeding when you think back to even medieval times like I'm watching Game of Thrones at the moment (laughs) so I'm probably going to bring references in a little bit okay Uh, if you haven't watched it yet which how the hell have you not watched it yet um (laughs) it's honestly really worthwhile watching um I love period shit I like as in period tv shows like the time period not the bleeding period I love that shit like I love medieval shit I'm a slut for a sword in Game of Thrones and in a lot of medieval cultures when a woman or a womb holder has their first blood their first period they are ready to reproduce You know, they have to marry someone and they have to start making babies. And a lot of the time, those people were literally, obviously, children. Um, Some of them very young. Some people get their period when they're like seven or eight years old. Thankfully, I wasn't one of those people because holy fucking shit, I really feel for people who get their periods when they're that young. I was about 14, I think. I was in year nine. Um, So I got mine a little bit later, actually. And, you know, when you think about like when you're fucking 14 and you're just like, okay, yeah, you've bled. You're a woman now. There you go. That's in our DNA because a lot of our ancestors that actually happened to. Like shit like that was still happening in the 1800s. It was probably still happening in the 1900s and it probably still fucking happens now unfortunately where women are forced to get married as soon as they start bleeding that is very traumatic first of all that trauma is passed from our mother's or our parents womb where we began our life it was passed from that womb straight into our dna And this is why womb healing work is ancestral work. It's intergenerational healing work. It's deeper than just healing yourself. It has a dramatic ripple effect out to all the other people in your family, more so energetically and spiritually not physically they have to do that work obviously on their own body but if you're gonna have children and you do that womb healing work while you're young while you're in your 20s or your late teens or however old you are listening to this episode even if you're older than that and you want to have kids in your 30s or 40s nothing fucking wrong with that then you have time now to do this work on your womb it's never too late to start And start healing that shit so that you don't pass on that trauma to your children. And you obviously can't guarantee that you're not going to pass anything on because there's still stuff in your DNA. Like DNA reprogramming is definitely 
I wouldn't say I'm an expert in it, definitely not, but intuitively I I can get an idea of how much work you have to do to reprogram that and I feel like it's a fucking lot and I don't know if that's something you can really do in one lifetime, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe you can, I don't fucking know. That was very tangent filled, but that's kind of what I want to talk about in this episode. I am going to give a little life update at the end, so stick around for that if you're into that. I'm going to start now with my journey, and it's probably going to be lots of juicy tangents for you amongst that. It's not just going to be me talking about myself. I mean, like, yeah, this is what happened to me. This is what I've done with my life. It's going to be, like, lots of juicy tips for you to start doing now so that you can start this work ASAP because blood magic unfortunately has not launched yet for you to dive in there. I actually have a free event coming up though which I'll probably chat a little bit more about in in next week's episode because I actually haven't written the content for it yet. Um, I've kind of written it in my head but I'm doing that on Friday this week so It's going to be a menstrual cycle masterclass and it's going to have like a little bit at the end on um, like awakening and activating your inner slut and how those two things, how menstrual cycle and sluttiness relate to each other and why I use those two pieces in blood magic together. And so you're going to get like a little education session about menstrual cycle and the phases, etc. We're going to go into some inner slot activation. It's probably only going to go for an hour this time. My last one went for two hours. This one's going to be a lot more tight. It's going to be less workshoppy, more just like me speaking to you. And it's not going to be like a lecture style. It is going to be a PowerPoint presentation. I am going to be presenting to you and you're going to be taking notes and stuff, but we're going to be communicating through the chat. It's not going to be as interactive as the um, cock and pussy worship workshop. Um, And that's just because, you know, I think this is something that you just need to sit back and receive, especially because a lot of you coming are probably going to be new to this, um, especially the slut activation part of things. So yeah, just mark that in your calendar now, if you like. It's going to be probably around the first weekend of August, most likely on the Sunday. I did ask my Instagram community and most of them said, I think Sunday the 6th of August potentially but that weekend if you're interested send me a dm or an email and just say hey I really want to come to this free masterclass can you like these are the dates and times that I would prefer just so that I can get an idea of when people can come because these things are amazing to come to live there's going to be a replay available but I mean, if, you know, if none of you come live and you're all just watching the replay, I'm not going to sit there talking to myself for an hour. So you need to come live and get the full experience. Now, I'm going to run this differently to my workshop that I did a couple of weeks ago. It's not going to be that you go and get a ticket through Eventbrite because I want to be able to vet people. Um, I had some issues with 
people coming into the space who other people didn't feel safe with and it was just like it just didn't work um and I didn't feel safe myself so as a facilitator I want my community to feel safe so you have to be in the blood slut community facebook group to attend this event it's going to be like live streamed through that facebook group make sure that you check out the link in the show notes to the blood slut community facebook group yeah there's about 50 or so people in there now so we've kind of got some posts going where people are like talking about like their experience with their menstrual cycle connecting like it's really lovely so it's a beautiful space to be in um I do pop in there every now and then to respond to people and have a chat in there so if you're not in there already what are you doing really so keep a lookout on my socials and email community make sure you keep a lookout for emails regarding the exact date of that event but please message me with your availability so let's chat about my menstrual cycle All right, so I'm 27 now, so I've been doing this work for probably about four to five years, I would say, on a deeper level. When I was a kid, like most people, I didn't have a very good relationship with my bleed. I always had, though, this kind of feeling, this intuitive feeling that there was something more to periods there was something more to the blood that came out of my pussy every month there was something more to my being and you know in high school you learn a little bit about the phases of the menstrual cycle on a very basic level and I really didn't know a lot you know I was I had you know, acne when I was a teenager and my mum took me to the doctor because of course acne must get rid of it. It's bad, even though like it's just such a normal thing through puberty, but I guess it it does contribute to a lot of insecurity for kids. So that's probably why their parents, you know, parents always like, we must fix this so they don't get bullied. So we went to my doctor when I was 16 and she was like, let's put you on the pill for your acne and my mum thank god for my mum was like uh fuck no am I putting my 16 year old child on the fucking pill for acne (laughs) uh why is that your first suggestion bitch and I've heard like you know people going on antibiotics and things and like you know obviously that's people's choice but as kids like fuck that's gonna ruin your gut microbiome your pussy microflora balance as well it's just not mm, I just don't think it should be the first line of treatment I think those two things should be more of a last resort so instead I just got like some strong cream for my acne which my mum was a lot happier about because she did obviously I don't know actually her reasoning why she didn't want me going on the pill but I'm going to assume it was because she thought that was a bit ridiculous because that's a contraceptive (laughs) and I think she'd read some things about it maybe Um, because obviously even back then like over 10 years ago there was some skepticism around hormonal contraceptives around their long-term side effects and different things and so I think she was just being cautious (sighs) so from there I didn't go on any hormonal contraception until I 
was out of school, I'm pretty sure. I was with my first, my second boyfriend in my gap year. And I went on the pill because we both just, I think, hated condoms and we were like together for quite a while. So we're like, fuck this. And I, you know, my boobs got bigger, which was a plus because I was always very insecure of my small titties that aren't so small anymore. They've recently like become bigger for some reason. (laughs) Um, But I had a lot of issues with like, yeah, insecurity around small boobs. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And I loved the fact that the pill that I was on was giving my boobs some juice. And so I stayed on it for quite a while. It was like a year, year and a half, maybe two years. And I felt honestly really off that whole year. I had quite a terrible year actually in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways it was really good, but I think I lost myself a little bit for a number of reasons, but I do think the pill definitely contributed to feeling unlike myself and you hear this story a lot with people feeling like they've lost their personality um, when they go on hormonal contraceptives especially the pill especially you know contraceptives with estrogen in particular and so eventually I came off it I don't remember when the fuck that was and I didn't really use contraception for a while because I had a partner who was a woman and then I just used condoms and kind of like roughly tracked my cycle which was a little bit risque um I just kind of used like a period tracking app to track you know when I was most fertile don't ever don't ever fucking rely on that I did that for quite a number of years and it is very risky because you don't actually know when you're ovulating, you can go back to my episode last week um, with Flow With Your Flow, Lindsay, Sarah, where we spoke about FAN, the fertility awareness method. If you are someone who only uses a period tracking app to, as a like form of contraception or a form of, you know, avoiding pregnancy... <laughs> Don't fucking do that and go and listen to that episode right now, please. Thank you, (laughs) because I don't want you going through something that you don't want to go through. So I did that for a long time and you would just use condoms if I was ovulating. If I knew, (laughs) I didn't actually know when I was ovulating because I wasn't tracking my fertility signs. And then I ended up getting the marina with my next boyfriend. So I would have been about 23 and I wanted to get it because we hated condoms and I started learning a bit more about the menstrual cycle through friends, I think social media a little bit. And I think I started getting like a bit anxious that, you know, I don't actually know what I'm doing Um, and condoms suck and I don't like I had a lot of issues still do with like thrush and like just a lot of like inflammation in that area so condoms were very irritating for me Um, I would often get thrush after we would use them due to like the lubes and things that they would use and I have to use latex free so I didn't have a lot of options because I'm allergic to latex so just pose lots of issues so I was like okay I'm just gonna use the marina and surprisingly my insertion was not painful I've heard so many people say how painful it is and that they would have liked like a, an anesthetic. I was quite fine. Um, however, I did get a lot of issues after. 
I had I bled for I think it was close to two months I basically had a period for a long time a lot of weeks and I couldn't really have sex because I was getting a lot of pain in my um like vagina when I was like having intercourse with my ex-boyfriend and the end of the marina would actually stab him in the dick and so I had to go in and get it like snipped that was weird and it was just like not good and I had that thing in for nine months and it was honestly hell uh I was having really good sex before I got that thing in and then my like we couldn't not really have intercourse especially in certain positions um like doggy I think was a lot worse and it was just causing a lot of like pain for me and I just think my body was like rejecting it it was like no no we don't want this thing inside the uterus so I listened to my body and when my partner and I split up I decided to go and get it out so I got it out but then I think I was still wanting to be on contraception for whatever reason and I tried the mini pill which is progesterone only uh, it's actually not progesterone. It's the the fake version of progesterone. And I, again, felt like shit. Uh, I didn't feel like myself. Even when I had the marina, I didn't really feel that great, to be honest. Like, it definitely altered my personality and altered my... Yeah, I just felt like a little bit off, I'd say. And when I was on the pill as well, when I was younger, I would always feel quite depressed and, like, a bit flat and not as like socially confident just like lots of weird things and the marina actually the marina and the mini pill actually both made my boobs shrink so then I had like smaller boobs and I was like uh I don't like this (laughs) my boobs back not that there's anything wrong with small boobs but in my brain there was so I ended up coming off the mini pill as well and was like okay Now I'm off everything. I'm free. And this was at a point in my life when I was learning more and more about the menstrual cycle through one friend in particular who was a menstrual cycle educator. And I met her at yoga. Like, I think it would have been like the end of 2018, start of 2019. And this is when I was starting to think about getting my marina out. And then I ended up doing one of her workshops and she taught me like a lot about the cycle and the hormones and just in a lot more detail um, and also a little bit about like fertility awareness, but not a lot. And the year after this, I studied sexology at uni and we learned about sexual and reproductive health as well. Started taking in more and more information from different creators on social media Um, and just talking to friends and stuff as well who were kind of getting more into it and it became just like second nature to track my cycle and I don't mean just tracking it through an app I was using flow at that stage I use read your body now but I actually was tracking it in my journal so I started writing I would write the date at the top of the page what date day of my cycle I'm on and then I would write um this is what the menstrual cycle educator suggested was how I'm feeling spiritually how I'm feeling emotionally how I'm feeling mentally physically and just like anything else you know energy levels and things like that and kind of just started 
noting down how I felt in detail and I don't do that now in that much detail I can tell you that the reason for that is because I don't need to anymore really I have been doing this for so many years now that I can just make mental notes in my head and if something weird or out of the ordinary happens out of my ordinary pattern I will note it down in my app in the like journal section where you can like type notes or I will record like a voice memo or something like that just to reflect on it but when you start integrating this stuff more and more and more you don't need to whip out your journal every single night and write two pages about your menstrual cycle you don't need to do that for the rest of your life don't worry (laughs) that that can be very tedious and just not really helpful all the time um, definitely if you're someone who lives with a premenstrual disorder, like myself, um, although mine's getting a lot better, I would say, you know, that's more important for you just to keep an eye on things, see if you're getting better, worse, you know, what's going on there. Um, and so last year I was, and the year before I was tracking my cycle very heavily again for that reason. And I'm glad I did that because I was able to see patterns and, different um yeah patterns of behavior and symptoms and, and things like that but if you don't have a premenstrual disorder and even if you just get like PMS or something then you know in the beginning I would say recommend that you do journal quite in-depthly in-depthly is that a word and you have maybe even a designated journal for that or like a note section in your phone or like a voice memo folder or something if you prefer to do it that way I personally fucking love doing voice memos these days because my hands like seize up when I write too much so keep it all in one place and then you can go back to it if something weird happens or you need like a reference and then also if you do one day by any by some random chance start to develop a premenstrual disorder like I did in my mid-20s then you can actually pinpoint and you can actually see that from your cycle tracking and you can actually then give that to your health provider and say look at this I'm unwell and kind of go from there but the main reason that you want to track your cycle in that in-depth way at the beginning is so that you can start learning about your own body. If you don't learn about your own body, you are going to go through your entire life disconnected from your womb, disconnected from your ancestry, disconnected from your menstrual blood, your menstrual cycle as a whole, and just disconnected from yourself. Menstrual cycle awareness is self-connection And it's forming a really deep, intimate relationship with yourself. You hear all the psychologists and everyone talking about the importance of self-love and prioritizing self-care and your relationship with yourself. In my opinion, menstrual cycle awareness, tracking your menstrual cycle, knowing what's going on, is actually self-care we think of taking a nice bath as self-care 
going for a leisurely stroll, maybe going to the gym, doing some exercise, whatever you view as self-care, whatever self-care is to you, because I'm sure it's different to everybody, I want you to add menstrual cycle awareness in there. Add menstrual cycle curiosity in there. Because when you think about it, we prioritize all these other areas of our lives. We prioritize, hopefully, our nutrition, our exercise and movement and physical activity, our sleep, hydration, social life, work. But there's this other element that's like always missing over here. And that element that's missing is menstrual cycle. When we don't prioritize our menstrual cycle, when we think that we're addressing all the different parts of our lives and this one part is missing and our womb is screaming to us through period pain, through headaches, migraines, through, I don't know, whatever whatever other symptoms you get related to your period and your menstrual cycle. Maybe burnout. Maybe you're feeling burnt out all the time. When we don't address our menstrual cycle and spend time with it, and nurture it and nurture our cute little womb our little uterus how the fuck can we expect to not get burnt out how can we expect to live cyclically in harmony with our body and our body's natural rhythms hormonal rhythms how can we expect to live a fulfilling life as a menstruating person I understand as well that some people have to take hormonal contraception for medical reasons or because they want to. I'm not saying that I'm against it. Uh, I am, I guess, a little bit anti it if it's not necessary for that person. I think it's something that's prescribed way too much as a first line of treatment when it really should be a last resort because of all the long-term side effects and the way even even the side effects that it has while you're on it as well that's something that you know we talk about all the time is like the depression that comes with it the all the things I spoke about earlier but when you don't see menstrual cycle as important that's when things go to shit (laughs) and you won't realize that that's why because we're not taught as a society to see menstrual cycle as important it's taught to us in western society i'm only speaking to my experience in australia but it's taught that we bleed every month and then we have the follicular phase and then we ovulate And then we have the luteal phase and then it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes. But we're not taught about why we need to know that besides, oh, just heads up. You're going to probably bleed around this time every month. So don't wear white pants and um, make sure you've got a tampon in or something ready to go, you know. Or you need to know when when you're ovulating so that you can get pregnant. But it's never spoken about really It's starting to be more and more now because of social media and, you know, people like me talking about it. Ovulation and tracking ovulation 
isn't only to get pregnant. It's also to avoid pregnancy and also to just know what the fuck is going on inside your body. Because if you don't know what's going on inside your body, you're just going through your life full speed all the time. Just like this. When you're a cyclical being, you have four phases that you go through each month if you're not on hormonal contraception. And during those four phases, your energy levels change, your libido changes, your cognitive capacity and performance changes, your appetite changes, because your hormone levels change. You have several hormones involved in the menstrual cycle that are going, wee, wee, you know? And so you can't just go through life full speed, working five days a week, every week, all the time at the same pace. Obviously, some of you have bosses and work for other people. So you can't just be like, hey, so um, I'm bleeding. Can I just like take this whole week off work? Obviously, in a lot of cases, you can't do that. But you can slow down how fast you go at work. You can say to your boss, look, I'm in a lot of pain today or I'm bleeding and I don't have as much capacity today. Um, Can I just do some lighter tasks or just letting you know that um, I am just going to be taking it a little bit gentler on myself today. If you have a demon boss, um, obviously you don't need to tell them that. You can just make that decision for yourself and just do what you can if they don't like that fuck them um and potentially I don't know go and find another job I know that's not always possible that's a very privileged thing to say probably but um just try and do what you can and I I'm hearing my privilege in this entire conversation the privilege of even just being able to have access to resources and education about this stuff is a privilege because in a lot of places around the world a lot of communities, a lot of low socioeconomic communities, people don't have access to internet, people don't have access to free resources on stuff like this, to social media, they don't have access to fucking hell, you know, even sanitary products in some places in the world. So obviously I'm, you know, I just want to acknowledge my privilege because I really deeply feel for people who don't have access to those things. So if you do have access to those things, please use them. Please see the benefit that it will have on your life. Because if you don't, I can guarantee that you are going to get burnt out. You're going to get to menopause and you're going to grieve your bleeding life and you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just do? Why did I not connect more to this part of my life? Why did I not nurture and cherish and show love to this beautiful, sacred blood that's coming out of me every month? Why did I not take the time to learn more about my body? I, I just know that you're going to regret it. And a lot of, like some of you might not, Obviously, most people listening to this episode probably have a menstrual cycle. 
some of you might experience gender dysphoria around your menstrual cycle that's a whole nother different story obviously your relationship with your menstrual cycle is not one that you're ever going to want necessarily right it's not a comfortable feeling but for those of us who do feel gender euphoria having a, a period and a menstrual cycle we have the opportunity to do programs like blood magic to educate ourselves and to be educated by leaders in the space like myself who can show you how to deeply connect to your body. Because if you haven't explored menstrual cycle awareness and your menstrual cycle, if you haven't explored the depth of your womb, of your menstrual blood, you haven't really explored the depths of yourself. And I think that's why quite often it's very common for menstruators and womb holders in the spiritual communities and wellness spaces to have a lot more education and knowledge around menstrual cycle because they go looking for it because they're I guess like I'm not saying everyone is but they're more spiritually awakened or they're open to personal development growth they're constantly looking for ways to better their lives better their themselves I'm not saying you have to be spiritual to do that but I have noticed a um quite a strong like link there with most people in the spiritual community they they are knowledgeable about menstrual cycle awareness and they do have a deep connection a powerful connection with their womb and they're very unapologetic about sharing that on their social media or just with their communities because they know the power of that because they've gone deep into their themselves they've gone deeply inward they've sat with themselves and they've noticed that there's that extra layer that you can go into you know you kind of like hit a point sometimes and you're like oh like my life's pretty good things are going good but I like hit this you know boom just this this wall and I know there's more on the other side of it but I just don't really know how to get there yet. And that's when you need guidance. That's when you need leaders to take you into the next stage of growth. If you're someone who likes to explore parts of yourself, who's gone to therapy a lot, you know, done lots of personal development courses, you've probably done work around your menstrual cycle because you're used to doing work on yourself and digging shit out (laughs) and then you start getting to you know your period pain or your period issues or whatever and you're like oh there's stuff here like I need to look at this and so that's just something to think about um I'm gonna continue with my story next week I'm just gonna do a brief little life update now if you would like to listen hi but before I get into that just a reminder that I do have that event coming up on the first weekend of August so please make sure you send me a message or an email letting me know your availability Um, preferably the Sunday morning that seems to be the vibe so if Sunday morning Australian Eastern Standard Time so that's Sydney time Australia if that works for you 
Sunday morning around 10 or 11 a.m. just for an hour. Please let me know. I want to see you there. Link is in the show notes to join the Blood Slut community. It's a Facebook group, so you need to have Facebook to access it. I'm going to be live streaming the event through that group, so you need to be in that Facebook group to get access to this free event. Just a reminder that the topic of the event is menstrual cycle and slut reclamation. There's going to be a Q&A at the end as well for blood magic. So any questions also about the content we covered in the masterclass. But if you have any questions about blood magic, you can also ask me there. Also a reminder, if you're not following me on social media at The Blood Slut on Instagram and TikTok, I recently launched a discovery call for blood magic. So this is complimentary. It's totally free. It goes for half an hour. It's just a Zoom call so we can get to know each other. You can ask me any questions that you have about blood magic. Um, I'll also take you through the program in more detail and we'll be able to connect. It's basically like a vibe check, kind of like similar vibe to my complimentary alignment calls for my one-on-one coaching. So it'll just be you and me chatting over Zoom. Um, The point of this call is basically your application for the program. It's also a great opportunity for you to get to know me. I will be your coach in the program. I will be the person you turn to. I'm the one who created the content. So you get to meet me in kind of virtual flesh, I guess, and kind of check, you know, if if I'm the right energy for you, if this is feeling good for you, because I know just looking at photos of someone or seeing someone on social media can be very different to speaking to them directly. And so I wanted to give you all that opportunity, but I also wanted to give myself the opportunity to make sure that I'm vetting people who are coming into the program to make sure that we're creating a safe space also to make sure that you're investing your money in the right program because I don't want you coming into blood magic and thinking it's something that it's not so I'm going to explain it to you very comprehensively um, so you can book that discovery call via the link in the show notes and also I recommend signing up to the waitlist so that you know as soon as it's launched and you'll also get access to exclusive discount as well by being on that wait list even if you're not sure if you want to do the program but you're just a bit curious you're intrigued please book a discovery call I'd love to chat to you but if you definitely know that you want to enroll in the program when it launches in a few weeks you do need to still book a discovery call I can't wait to see some of you on that discovery call and now I will launch into my little life update bitch so I'm currently sitting in my parents on my parents' balcony at their house. It's really beautiful. I'm overlooking some mountains with some little houses and like trees and it's just so naturous and like I feel like I'm in a forest, but there's like it's a residential area so there's lots of houses, but it's like really naturous and foresty and it's absolutely stunning. I don't have the dogs with me today. Um my parents, my family has three dogs that live here, but They've been a bit sick, so they're in the bedroom right now, um, (laughs) kind of recovering. And then Ellie is just like so naughty. So she's just downstairs. She's a staffy who needs some more training. I've been trying to train her. My sister and I have been trying to work on getting her sorted because she's very naughty and she likes to play and try and bite you um, when she's playing. And so we're trying to teach her sort of not to do that. (laughs) But If anyone has any like dog fucking training tips especially with staffies please hit me up like I'm watching YouTube videos and stuff but honestly it's just like so much work so I need help um 
So yeah, I've really just been, I recovered from, you know, that sinusy thing. I recorded this episode, um, you know, about a week ago when I was still kind of in the midst of it. And so I'm on the other side of that. Now I played tennis for the first time in a while last night, which was absolutely epic. Um, a tennis comp rather. So I've had a couple of hits with my dad, but this is the first tennis comp that I've played in like, fuck, five years since I hurt my ankle. Um, I just posted a video all about that and my chronic pain journey and how I've kind of pushed through all the barriers to get to where I am today because one of the main reasons uh, on my sunroom, one of the main reasons I had to stop playing tennis was obviously my ankle but the recovery process was prolonged due to psychological factors, due to chronic pain, which is a very psychological condition. And so on my sunroom, I basically just go through how I've got to where I am. So if you do live with fibromyalgia, chronic pain, chronic migraine, or really any chronic illness, it's a really great video for you to watch. Um, it's quite long and in-depth and I'm going to talk more about it on my sunroom. The link to my sunroom is also in the show notes. Um, please make sure you use the sunroom website, not the app, because you'll be paying $10 less a month for your membership. I'm really excited to see more of you in there. I've had um, a few people sign up in the past week, which is really exciting. So when you become a member, make sure that you reply to my welcome message and let me know what you'd like to be educated about, why you're here, um, etc. Just so I can get an idea of what kind of content to create because as you all know, I create such a broad range of content on different topics and so knowing what you like to learn about and what you want to hear about from me is really, really key and important so that you're getting what you want from me. <laughs> So what else has been happening? Um, I think I've got a UTI, which is not a sleigh. Um, I don't typically get UTIs, so I'm just like kind of writing that one out. I need to go do a wee wee test. Um, so I'll let you know how that goes because I've got some urals like ready to fucking go. But I'm assuming I just got it from sex, but I always wee after sex. So I've just had like some weird kind of urinary symptoms over the past few years that have been a little bit unexplained. And so I'm actually going to go and see a pelvic floor physio in a couple of weeks, which I'm really, really excited about because I've been wanting to see one for years. Um, it just hasn't been a pri like super big priority for me because I've had lots of other healthcare appointments and it's um like $140 for the first session so it's not exactly you know a super accessible service when you don't have a lot of excess cash when you're disabled and you're like you know trying to like prioritize things and problem solve and work out where where you should put your money <sighs> and I have my autism assessment coming up as well um in September which is whew, that's like gonna be like a grand if I end up getting diagnosed and then have to pay $500 for the report the assessment itself is probably going to be like about actually the assessment itself is going to be a grand sorry and then the report is going to be 500 so it's gonna be like $1,500 <laughs> so I'm really hoping I get some of my victim of crime compensation money before then um if you don't know what that is also talk about that on my sunroom um 
I just talk about like everything on my fucking sunroom. Like it's literally just my journal at the moment. So if you want to know what the fuck goes on inside my brain, also like hang with, hang with me there. It's um it's a bit of a vibe. It's so funny right now. Like my parents, like they have like a lot of mold issues in this house because they live, you know, kind of close to the beach and stuff. And it's just like really humid up here in Coffs Harbour. So there's always like on the outside table on the balcony, there's always just like shit kind of demolding like in the sun. And there's just always stuff like random shit out here. Like there's literally this doll, like this little like doll. And it's actually not creepy. Usually dolls I find a bit creepy, but and it's just like face down, like on the table. It's like a porcelain doll. And then there's just like a Mickey Mouse doll. And then there's like these two Canadian dolls that my Canadian great auntie gifted us when we were kids. Like just random shit because my parents are cleaning out the garage at the moment. And it's just like so many memories from my childhood like rushing back. Like all these sentimental items just like popping up every time I come out here. Just like sitting out here in the sun demolding and de-dustifying. It's, yeah, it's weird, like, spending so much time back home, like, with my family and stuff. And, like, just finding things around their house because they are, like, so disorganized. Not so much my mum, but my dad and my sisters. Like, honestly, there's a lot of disorganization in the fam. And so there's kind of just, like, a lot of shit everywhere in the house. Um, Like, piles of stuff. It's, like, such a neurodivergent, like, ADHD, like, just bomb, honestly. (laughs) And so I'm just like going through things here and there and just like finding like, I don't know, like school photos and stuff like that. And it's really nostalgic and it's just like, it's really nice actually, because I think I've had a lot of fear for the past few years of like connecting with my inner child and my younger self, because that reminded me of tennis. That reminded me that I couldn't play tennis. That reminded me that I'm not that fit anymore and I I can't, I couldn't like run and I couldn't you know play sport like I used to play netball basketballs like swimming go running every day like long distance running like tennis um you know I used to play like heaps of sport and stuff and so seeing those photos of my younger self would remind me of that and then I'd be like oh (laughs) that's that sucks like I can't do that anymore because I'm disabled and you know I've got a lot of pain and stuff and so now that I'm kind of recovering and my recovery process is finally speeding up and I'm actually starting to be able to do the sports and the physical activity and exercise that I love again it's easier for me to look at those things and to connect with them and to connect with my inner child and to love them because my whole life adult life I've just really disconnected from my inner child and my inner teenager because it was really traumatizing and like I would just dissociate and I just found it really difficult to nurture and love that part of myself so that's really beautiful and yeah let me know if you like resonate with that I think it's common for people with complex PTSD BPD childhood trauma to really struggle to look at those things to look at sentimental things from childhood photos of themselves etc and to have good memories that come along with that because you know sometimes you look at a photo and you're like oh that's when trigger warning for heart attacks and death for the last little bit
my dad had a heart attack. Like that was the year that he nearly died, which was true for me. You know, my dad did nearly die. And that was like a really scary time in my life. And I still have flashbacks and anxiety around that stuff. And so, yeah, things like that, you know, it can just trigger like a traumatic memory. And you're like, oh, fuck. Um, that's intense. <sighs> so, yeah, let me know if that resonates. And next week on the podcast, I'm going to continue talking about my menstrual cycle journey and a few other bits and bobs. Um, I'm going to go and edit the episode now, so I actually can't fucking remember <laughs> what I spoke about. But that will be in the description below the episode anyway. So enjoy the rest of your week. Hope you found value in this episode and I can't wait to see some of you on our discovery calls. Love you all. Bye.